How long you been painting though? Oh man, I've been painting since I was a kid, bro. Like ever since I was a little boy, I discovered my gift at the age of six and held on to that since in, in the early 80s. I'm an 80s baby, grew up in the 80s yeah. in the decade of violence and the crack cocaine epidemic era in the housing projects of Pico Aliso. I'm from Pico Aliso. Okay. And so growing up there, you know, it was tough. That's cuatro. Cuatro, Primera, all those guys then okay. down there and uh, okay. from all Aliso Pico, which is Aliso Village, Pico Gardens, and mm -hmm. And but your, your ties were with Cuatro Flats. My ties were, I was involved with uh, those guys. And then uh, for me, it was about, but there was not, it was not something that I really wanted to do. You know, unconsciously, you tend to fall into the chains of gang culture uh, due to the lack of uh, uh, opportunity and sometimes hopelessness, right? That's really where it boils down to, you know, because of being from an immigrant family, uh, being from an immigrant family, um, you know, you start to... Uh, encounter many disparities, right? And uh, my, my mother, father trying to do the best they can as immigrants, but the obstacle is already there. Immigrant, you're an immigrant, you ain't got no access, you ain't got shit coming. Mm -hmm. Although they, their resiliency helped them get to a certain point in life, but my father made a decision to become a drug addict. Mm -hmm. And a, first a drug dealer leading into a drug addict. In the, in the neighborhood right in there? In the neighborhood. So okay. he was able to sell heroin, he was transporting drugs from El Paso to Los Angeles. And at that time, um, you know, I started to recognize that my father was now becoming absent in my life. Even though he cared, loved, and brought upon safety, uh, the drug dealing took that away from me later on the drug addiction so then now you here you are as a young man trying to redefine trying to find yourself you know as a kid with no coping skills whatsoever yeah so then it becomes easier to find this to kind of, of fall into the hood right the, there into the and neighborhood, yeah, yeah. to the gangs and, and your homies were you know probably getting involved too right yeah a lot growing of up the, yeah well, i was a tagger so initially okay. as a tagger for me okay. was just to get my name up get some sense of uh recognition yeah. per yeah. se and it was the fun but thing those days were kind of nuts though right too yeah, with yeah, the, the tagging tag in the neighborhood and yeah, stuff too first right it was fun first yeah, it yeah. was hip-hop first it was about breakdancing hip-hop culture and then eventually you know uh, growing up in those projects, I remember, you know, when I was from the Floor Masters, man, and they had the Fila, the Fila Fresh crew, and then we had the Floor Masters. What's that, Breakdance? Breakdance yeah, 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 Breakdance and, 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 uh, and Boyle Heights? Right there in the projects, man. Okay. And then the projects, it was female because there was a lot of familia-oriented things taking place. There was black and brown unity at the time. You know, there was a lot of black folks there at the same time, and most of them were good friends of mine as well. We were all convening, you know, conviviendo allí. Uh, although when the crack cocaine epidemic hit the projects, everybody started to develop, oh, well, this race war began, and then you know, a lot of deaths are taking place. But initially, we were pop-locking, breakdancing, growing Everybody away. together. Everybody together, bro. And uh, a lot of these homies, you know, soul brothers, were introducing us to all this great music, oldies, and this is why okay. I believe a lot of us love that, that, that flavor, you know? And so... This is early 80s. Early 80s. We're talking about 85, 86, 87, 88, 89. Early then, 80s in the projects, breakdancing, graffiti. Yeah, we're talking about I mean? like 80s. 87, 88, around there, and uh, growing to the Alley River, striking up, getting our, work, our our placasos done, meaning like our graffiti pieces. And by that time, you had uh, like uh, I met Heaven Juan Carlos. Uh, he's from uh, um, writing 24 hours, seven days a week. And then uh, at that time, Alex Kizu was there, you know, and this was killed to succeed. And we used to go to the Belmont Tunnel and Levitt's Yard and the Panic Zone. And that's mm -hmm. where we used to spend most of our time perfecting the forms of graffiti art and the Alley River as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. But then, been, but, but we always had to come back to the projects, right? I had to come back to the projects. Right. And, and then coming back to the projects um, and, coming, you know, the gangs were there. Okay. 
And so it's like, fuck, every time we try to break dance and shit, pop lock, they'll come and be like, what y'all doing, man? Get that shit out of your home. Right, right, right. Because like the, us out of the, barrio. the panic zone was all by hazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you, you got tripped on over there. And then you got the Belmont Park. Tunnel was headhunters at the time. Oh, okay. They'll head try on. to trip on us a little bit. And then, but in the projects, break dancing and all that, you had like Primera, Cuatro, TMC, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of neighborhoods. TMC came later, but you had a lot of barrios. Right, all the barrios and, and right it was there. Like, it was more like, you know, they were just disrupting what it is that we were trying to do in this so, case. So, at what point did you kind of, like, make that transition to the to the neighborhood? You know well, what I mean? I think mean? for me, it happened uh, subtly and gradually. I think for me, the I was age, I was around 12 years old when I, when, uh, you know, I was able, when I joined the gang. And it all stemmed from the fact that I didn't have, you know, safety or or I didn't have a father figure at the time, and I was getting punked and bullied. I went to Hollenbeck Junior High, got kicked out, went to Belvedere Junior High, I ended up in Stevenson and Griffith, mm-hmm. and I was just bouncing around school to school, and everywhere I went, they would just affiliate me, you know, where do you right. live? Where you from? Where you I don't from? bang, right. homie. Yeah, yeah right. Bang, homie, where do you live? Pico Aliso. Oh, so you must be from that barrio. You mm-hmm. must be from that barrio. So like, fuck, homie, after a while, you're like, well, fuck it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might as well join them. But then in the end, it's like you're looking towards some sort of guidance from a father, which he's in prison himself. Right, right, right. right. And then you look family, towards, family, you look towards yeah, support, mother. Family, yeah. yeah. You look towards mother, and then she's mm-hmm. in despair, not, not knowing how she's going to make ends meet, yeah. crying and weeping at nights. And as a kid, you start to carry that shit. Yeah. And it's so overwhelming that you have no motherfucking problems to solve skills because you're just a kid your innocence is being dis- disrupted yeah. and so then all I wanted to do was create and draw which helped me at the age of six I remember drawing and creating my own worlds to escape my reality that's when I discovered art to be a meaningful gift something that belonged to me and no one was going to take away so that's when I infused myself in drawing into graffiti art okay. break dancing music hip-hop your and, escapes yeah those yeah. were my escapes but my escapes were also being stigmatized either by society due to the fact that graffiti is vandalism right. don't be writing on the walls fucking breakdancing pop locking that's right, pussy right, right. shit that's right. that's that punk shit so right. the gangs were oppressing that right. and so it's like god damn no matter where i went it was a fucking dead end. shit you have to deal with it right and so eventually you kind of just surrender or submit right you not surrender you submit and say fuck it to the labels and to like the what society's placing you as right yeah and that's because we had a very low self-esteem and lack of guidance lack of confidence lack of identity lack of all those shits were you drawing and painting and doing all that when you were when you were from the hood, when yeah, you were in the actually, hood, yeah. so when mean, you were I'm, doing graffiti, of course you're painting and, and kind of being creative with your art, but also with the hood. What 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 type of art were you doing when you were from the well, hood? I think for me, for me, it went from uh, always holding on to the gift. So uh, once I got into the neighborhood and started to partake in the lifestyle, I picked up the tattoo machine, and so of course with the yeah. tattoo machine comes the payasas, the payasos, yeah, the old everybody English, wants a payaso. Back then, everybody yeah. wanted what payasos, payasos, and the ugly uh, the, uh, the the three dots and that big ass how many three dots have you done <laughs> a gang of them <laughs> fuck dude if I could connect the motherfuckers yeah. we would come up with a feed me <laughs> but a lot of them wanted those three dots those are the first ones that a lot yeah, of fools yeah. will start let me see try it out food, try, try it out, out three, three dots three let me see dots. what you yeah, got yeah, yeah. yeah right and then they go to the, the little teardrop and then the yeah. rosary and the usual uh, iconic iconic uh, right uh, images yeah, right yeah, tattooing yeah. images right but then eventually you know as time, it's like everything homie everything starts to grow and you know, I picked up the tattoos, doing the letters, Old English, all that shit for a while. 
And, but I never lost sight. And then I was the kid that would go out and do the big bombs and big block letters okay. in, in, in enemy territory and all that. Okay. What years were those when you were doing that? We're still that? talking about the uh, late 80s. Late 80s. And, and mm. early 90s, homie, when I got wow. off the hook, like 91, 92, 93, 94, all that shit. That's yeah. when it was really wild, right? You were... you were. Um, I was there, too. I was growing up during the Ronnie King trials, too. I remember when that shit first jumped off. I was one of the little fools over there. And the riots yeah, and the... other side, fucking... We used to cross the... Uh, we used to jump. We, used to, we got this one taxi driver. We we're taggers, yeah. and I remember yeah, yeah. that was a paisa. And I told him, "Hey, you want me some feria? Yeah. A ver, que, 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 cuanto, cuanto. I said, yeah, <laughs> uh, "This is how it's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna rent Go your taxi. Here. Oh. We're gonna take us across the bridge. Wait for us Wait here. here. Uh-huh. We're gonna load it up. Bomb the heavens. Bring it back to my mom's pad, <laughs> and then te damos lo que quieras, güey." Yeah. Okay, okay, agarrame un VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Una cámara de grabar, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, okay, we got you, fool. So he'll take us one, Damn. load it up, bring yeah. it back, go back. We went like three times, I remember the time. It was fun. During what the- boys for 10 years working at Homeboy yeah, Industries? What were you doing years. at Homeboy Industries? I, was, I became a drug counselor. I went and got my state certification by the Board of California as a state okay. certified drug So you're counselor. a certified substance I'm abuse state, counselor? I'm a state certified okay. drug counselor from okay. the Board of California. How long have you been I've that? I've been that shit since 2010, so I have my KDAC too okay. and that to me was just an, another glimpse of like look at if it is you put your mind to some shit that can get done mm-hmm. but in between i was painting then i started landing uh artworks in various spaces now galleries, uh, galleries and openings and new york then here i am in San oh Francisco. wow okay now you're going to barbados now you're going to australia now i'm seeing the world homie mm-hmm. and yeah. so then i'm like fuck i want to be able to reduplicate this shit and give it to the homies and give it to the homegirls you know what I mean? And, and, and so that's why and Somos La Arte is some, a vision of mine and very important because in Somos La Arte, by the name Somos, that means we are. La is Los Angeles mm-hmm. and Arte is me and you. If you can say Somos La Arte, you are too a work of art. And so for me, it's like here in this academy, it's about all-inclusive open-door policy, right? Bring in every teaching you may have culturally, relevant to the needs of our communities or just cultura as a whole from the african-american to whomever it may be that's what i want in this space because i think that is what is lacking and that has been taken from us and i believe that is also an antidote that can really uplift and rekindle spirit for our youth and our adults to redefine themselves and then reconnect in such way that they too can make a major difference. And that's exactly what the fuck I did. And I will continue to stand by <laughs> the fact that uh, cultura works. Yeah. And that's why here at Somos La Arte, it's cultural knowledge, cultural arts, and it's arts for healing and transformation through all art disciplines. Okay. Know? And here, my cup of tea is working with gang, uh, with gang involved. Okay. You know, to help them. So you're, the people you work with here are also gang members, gang involved, gang members, parolees, mothers, daughters, fathers, sons, community, community here. as a whole. Because okay. when we talk about reentry and integration, and when we think about the, the inipi and the suelage, the ceremonies, know, the ceremony, it's all one. It's a village. Yeah. It's a community. Yeah. It's all la gente from we the all, to yeah. the child. We all participate. So how do we recreate that in a, in a holistic way, right? Baby, like, with your, yeah, and I, and I get that, bro, and I get that, and, and, and I love the work that you're doing because like you mentioned earlier like when i'm coming up it's not about okay let me come up and then bring my people with me it's like let me come up with my people it's kind of like let me come in the door with my community you know what i mean and i don't think you're i think you're right we don't see that enough where and how or what i don't know bro 
the you you haven't changed your art honestly like the way i've seen it from your older stuff to now like it doesn't change and it's still neighborhood it's still homies it's still project stuff it's still lowrider stuff you're still putting lowriders in your art you know you did a piece last year or yeah, two years I, ago I, I, with so, a bomb uh, and, on the, any opportunity that i get to exhibit a work of art in the space i'm gonna most definitely make sure that it carries the flavors and the, it's the symbolism that is often overlooked and not considered to be art so when they invited me to the peterson museum mm -hmm. right 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 there's no fun. it was a low uh, the life of living low, low or something like that was uh, low, living the low life or uh, some uh, it's a lowrider exhibit it was a lowrider exhibit so i said peterson fuck it let me do a lowrider i had to not only because of the exhibit but that, that that goes without saying right and so there was another gallery that invited me to do a show and there was a it was in the west side and of course it's all you know people of class you know yeah. high -end, high -end. <laughs> and so then I where said, was that santa monica or it's, Venice it's, or what? it's right in the border of uh, of uh culver city but it's okay. this little high end even when i went to okay. the opening so it's a like, nice area of culver city yeah it's a nice area of that area city. Uh -huh. you know where our work is not often exhibited, so exhibited that, but yeah. because I've made connections and know people, okay. he invited me, so All I right. made sure that I I did an image of a of the Vir the Virgin Mary, right? Mm -hmm. And the Virgin Mary is is standing between the United States flag and the Mexican flag, okay. and then there's a little boy with American flag yeah. with the, the the stars washed up, like, okay. like watered down. Okay, and then, and then and I did that purposefully because yeah. I figured. The more you guys ignore Chicano art, the more I'm gonna put Chicano flavor into the space. In your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so gotcha. and that's just for me to do it in a way that it's an invitation so that you guys can look on what it is, the potency in the art. And then you see the contrast, right, of the other artists. And it's not to take away, it's not like, and that's the misconception I think sometimes with the world. It's like, we're not trying to take we're only trying to add, homie, is the fact that we're not thinking like you have been right. thinking. Right, <laughs> you know right, what right. I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and I think that's for me, every opportunity I can get in there, my art needs to speak on behalf of my people no that's matter right. what the fuck. And, cool. and, and uh, cool. that they will come where they will, this will go undeniable, you know. This, right. this art is always to archive the spirit of my people. The, the, the encapsulate time on what's taking place in the in, during that decade or that moment. Yeah. Um, because this shits here are more than just paintings. They're fucking uh, transcripts. Yeah. And as an artist, I would like to transcribe what it is that has taken place, embody and shine light yeah. on what it what happens within the subculture. So for me, my responsibility as an artist is to remove the st the stereotypes that have been implemented right. in the image of the gang member yeah. by utilizing identity, culture, and religion mm -hmm. and gender and right. so for me the reason why i talk about religion because we're also com confined or, or not confined or we're we're in between two things in respects of my mother and father who come from catholicism uh -huh. and that has helped them and held them in some way then i have to not remove the validity that they right. have discovered in gotcha. their own way but embrace it but then peel the layers in correspondence to what it is, the gang subculture. The gang subculture yeah. comes and in. And also, right. including some of the cultura, the, the, the native, you know, the indigenous gotcha. yeah. practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, thank you, bro. And I yeah. appreciate that all the time. When I yeah, do see your artwork, I see all those people, all those pieces represented, you yeah, know? Yeah, because you need to, because at the end of, at the, end of the day, you know, I get it, homie. I understand, you know, Catholicism and everything that took place and uh, the slaying of our people. I know what happened and I understand it, but I, when I do understand it, I also got to keep in mind that my mother's, her journey, her walk, 
has also shaped and defined me in one form or another. Yeah. Without infusing or without like, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not trying to discredit that because I also got to make sure that my mothers and daughters are also represented. And the last thing we want to do, for me, my art is talking points and, and entry points into a much more deeper conversation. And I think that's the controversy that it causes at times that people are so afraid of and I want to get into dialogue in. Yeah, and right, that's right, why right. the yeah, West no, side yeah. has a hard time in receiving this form of art because it leads because to that. Because of that, because it, it, it leads to those topics, it leads to those discussions. Yeah, and, so and, it and it leads, I noticed that a lot of the time, it leads to them really have to, having to, to take face. a look at themselves yeah. mm -hmm. and take a look at like the historical trauma that they've caused. Uh, bro, how did how did even how did the Peterson even come at you? You know what I mean. Uh, like well, I know they had the, the... the they had the exhibit. They had cars in there. They had artwork in there. They had you know what I mean. Different kind of features that they had there. Yeah, uh, it was Denise. Remember, she's a she's an instructor. She's a Chicana. oh, she's a professor. Yeah, professor. At, at CSUN. So uh -huh. Denise is the one who curated, okay. curated that, and um, and then she. I know that she contacted you. She contacted me. Yeah. She said, I have to bring you. Where is that piece now, bro? Oh, actually, it was purchased by a private collector. Is that right? It's going to Texas. And it's going to Texas. Yeah. You could tell me off the record who, where, where it went to. Well, it's going to a private home, private collector. Yeah, you don't even, you don't even know that? <laughs> no, I, no, no, yeah, I know, I know, um, yeah, yeah. Top secret. No, I just, I just, just a private collector. All right, Someone all right, all right. Who, who loves my art, you know. It's, and then, you know what, to be honest with you, homie, you'd be surprised who lands in position. So this is a woman who who went to college, who, who also came through Homeboy, saw me, discovered me. Not discovered me, but saw that I had a... Right, right, right. I saw what your You'd words about. You'd be surprised who buys your work. Right, right, right. No, You'd I get surprised. it. Yeah, no, no, I know. And, and all my private collectors are those in the ground level, homie. Yeah. And then my artwork sells at a pretty penny. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, and I know. And you know, art is priceless. It should never right, be right, a right. price tag yeah. on art. But if, I mean, we all got to live. We got to survive. And we all right. got to feed our children. But right. the people who buy the work are the ones you least expect and you know and every art, yeah no i get it yeah, yeah. every person every work of art has been paid for its value and it's and the beautiful the one amazing one is that there's a another and they're women mm -hmm. another woman purchased my boy my painting the one with my three boys standing on the east side of the river okay and it's called brotherhood uh -huh. and um and she purchased it she was she i think she was a usc grad Wow. She's wow. an instructor, wow. and she purchased it. And she goes, "Hey, can you deliver the painting?" Wow! And I go, "Where do you want me to take it?" She yeah. goes, Six and Orm." Uh -huh. I said, "What the fuck? Yeah. It's staying in Boyle Heights." Oh she goes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so when I get to her pad, uh -huh. trip out on this. It had the skyline of, uh -huh. of L.A. Okay, which is where the Sixth Street Bridge was. Okay, and so her window. She, goes, I want it right there. Damn. And so I installed it for her. Yeah. And and there was a my same skyline and to and the left boys. was the window. Wow. You see the window yeah, yeah, and you yeah. see LA and she put it right there. Hey bro, it kinda all came full circle almost. Yeah, and yeah, the fact that bad. someone from Boyle Heights is able to purchase it and keep it here even much more better, right? And then I had other paintings bought by by another uh, uh, a brain surgeon. He wow. he liked my convicted all stars. You know, he also bought a painting and he took it. And initially, I have stereotypes too, bro. Because yeah. when he first came and saw the painting, he goes, this is interesting. Yeah. I like it. Uh -huh. And in my head, I'm thinking. Well, which one was that? The, the, the Chuck's hanging on oh, the wire. Oh, on the, the, on the, famous on the wire. That yeah, yeah, that yeah. One, uh -huh. That shit got yeah. some momentum. Yeah, I love that piece, bro. Yeah. And so, so that one sold. That one sold already wow. too. And then uh, uh, I, said, I said to him, why do you like it? And he goes, I go, you know what that means? That's convicted all stars. That shit right there. A lot of people say that that's where they sell drugs. Yeah, uh -huh, that's the spot right there. Yeah, you broke it down. Yeah, and then yeah. he like, nah, man. I really see my mom in this. I go, really? Really? I go, why is it, homie? He goes, 
when I was a teenager, now we're, we're from Jewish descent, and um, my father died at a very young age. And when I was in high school and playing ba- uh, basketball, my mom could only afford the Chuck Taylors. The Chuck Taylors, bro. And so I go, really? So this reminds you of your mother? He goes, absolutely, I'll take it. And so then I went and took it to Burbank, and I installed it for him. How much, bro? How much? Yeah. At that time, that one was three Gs. And three grand? Okay. Three grand. Yeah. And, uh, and that one's like, this is in 2010. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the most... Yeah, I remember ex- that piece. The most expensive piece I've sold, it was uh, 12 Gs. 12 grand. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but I also, I also, you know, you as you start to develop and create and you start yeah, to get no. credibility, yeah, get the it. price yeah. pumps up. Um, the Richard Cabral piece already yeah. sold as well. Oh, that's the sold yeah, piece already. Sold piece. I've been so waiting this for this piece right here. We're looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just gone. I'm no, just, I'm, I, 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 I'm like Kmart. Homie. Hey, did you give I, him a chance to get it though? I gave him more than a chance, <laughs> and I told that fool. I told Richard Cabral, "Hey, homie." And then when I when I had it, when I first did, it, I said, "Give me three G's, right?" Oh, I'm nice. not saying yeah, Richard's yeah, yeah. cheap. No, I'm just I know. Saying, yeah, I know. I said three G's, right? Yeah, I said three G's. That's love, homie. That's love. And then he goes. All right, all right, all right. I got you. Price. I got you. And then he went to Southland, and then they were, uh, and then he did and the watch. And yeah, I said, "This yeah. motherfucker got three Gs." I know he got three Gs. <laughs> and, and then, and then after he came the other day, and yeah, then yeah, I yeah. go, hey, he goes, "Hey, that's just it up." He homie. goes, "It's still available." I said, "Absolutely, homie," but it's been sitting here for it's... quite some time, so it's like wine, baby, it marinates. Yeah, yeah. The I price is going, going up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then hey, I, I waited hey, for him again, and lo el vato dice. All right, all right, right. That's how he said. So some other dude came and he goes, I'll take I'll it. I'll take it I right said, now. shoot it. Yeah, shoot it. <laughs> but I gave him the, the yeah, price that sure. it went up already. So Richard's not yeah. going to be happy. But No, man, he's not. It's but, but it's a beautiful piece and it's been a good, you know, it's Yeah, so, home. you know, I'm blessed that a lot of my artwork sells. And the only reason why I, 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 I say the price is not to be egoistic. I think uh, I'm just trying to demonstrate and exp- inspire any other young artist that it is doable. Gotcha. It is yeah. possible. It's not about the money so much. It's more about that. You know, the art can, like even then, I never remove myself from painting what I believe in. You know, and yet it still attracts people. There's an audience for everything, brother. Mm-hmm. And so for other, all these folks to purchase work, even another man who took three of my paintings in one shot, and they're, they're living in South Pasadena right wow. now, the artwork, and yeah. he sent me a picture in this beautiful mansion. Yeah, that's dope. And, and it just gives me the say, here's this little fool who comes from the projects, who, who was a doping drug addict, but yet held on to his truth, his imagery, his art, his voice. And the voice prevails each time a painting sells. And most importantly, it gets to feed and allow me to build on my foundation so yeah. that I can really make a fucking difference. Yeah. Now, now, it's like, that's the way it should look. And, and But now, how do we scale? On, how do we expand on that, right? And I think the galleries, to me, homie, they're cool and shit like that, but everyone's trying to make a dollar. So in the gallery world... Uh, Sometimes you lose your voice. Yeah. You know, you have yeah. to sacrifice certain things because if okay. something's hitting, yeah, yeah, you gotta have to package it the way they they, <laughs> they want it. If something's right? hitting, like that's great. I sold all that style. Yeah. Give me more of that style. Yeah. So give now me you're more stuck of that on that and style. And you're stuck on that style. And then you're, you're not come tr- up, and you no longer money. can really paint your truth. You can't voice. really express so yourself. So for me, yeah. I'm not in a hurry. I don't paint for sales. I paint to soothe my soul, my spirit first, and I paint. To be able to embody the voice of my community so the first thing that suits me is when the people see themselves and they can relate to the imagery on the canvas once that that, that is done my job has been completed and then i how, can sell it bro, <laughs> or the money comes to you how bro how is your 
how is your car a canvas? Because you're building a 65 Impala that? Super Sport or? It's a Super, Super Sport, Sport 65 Impala, bro. And, I, and that car is more than just a car because when my father was a young man, he used to own a 1965. Oh, he had a car like that? He used to own a okay. 1965. Okay. And uh, what happened, bring me, and what happened, um, well, he passed away and then, you know, in his teenagers, you know, his teenage years, uh, his teenage years, uh, you know, he sold it or whatever. Yeah. And I used to always say, damn, I wish my dad would have left the fucking car, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I figured, what can I do in memory of my father and memories of my mother? Because my mother's still alive, but the memories she had with a 6'5". The memories that she had with a 6'5", right? Yeah. And when they were young and, and novios and shit. So she go, oh, mira, tu papá tenía un carro igualito, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So on that sense, I'm fulfilling something that I wish could have taken place okay. where he would have left me a classic or some sort of car right. uh, to, to work on. So for me, it's like what I'm doing with my car is embodying the 80s, you know? Okay. Like, you know, I'm not trying to keep it 70s. Okay. There's, a, there's a certain flavor in the so 70s. So you got like a style you're going for. Yeah, I'm going for the 80s, baby, the where 80s, you had baby. the, the, yeah, so where it's a, a, a one tone, yeah. proper color, Dayton, classic, maybe. Yeah. Dayton's, yeah, okay. 520s, 520, you know? yeah, nice. Uh, and, and, and just, you know, up and down, side to side, you yeah. know, not to be fucking cracking the not frame, be, but yeah. just yeah. stylistic, clean, sweet, and classic. You so. know what's crazy, bro, is that a lo- that story that you said, it's not that uncommon, bro. A lot of the time I talk to car builders and car owners and they're like, hey, man, I got this car because my dad had a car like that. Yeah. You know, I got this year because my dad had a year like that or my uncle or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's like a, a connection. There's like a Absolutely. sentimental value to yeah, it. It's you not know? just about the vehicle. Now, let alone, you know, I'm picking a particular color because uh, not, this car is not only my vehicle. When we built this car, everyone has a say in it. I'm hoping that eventually one of my young boys here would gravitate to the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking as I'm building, I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking of inviting my wife to decide on the color. Yeah, so, so know, it's a family affair. It's a family right? affair. So I tell my lady, what do you think That's about cool. this color? Yeah, yeah, she goes, yeah. I don't know. Right, I right, like right. that lavender silver gray. It looks yeah. dope. Yeah. I said, okay, you're, you're, you're sure. You're sure now. And she goes, yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. So now it has yeah. her, her signature on it. Dope. And then I get to put the, the hydraulic. I get to put the sounds and, yeah. you know, and then I, I, and then they give me feedback too. But you know what's crazy? It's kind of like, if you think about it, bro, the, the car and the art relate um, because then you're, you're looking at it like you're putting in your car your family. And I feel like with your art, you put them in there yeah, too. Absolutely. And you know, the to family be, community yeah, stuff. Yeah, because eventually this car is going to stay behind. And the much love that I put into this car, I hope that they feel. So when the time comes that they got to get rid of it or do whatever they need to do, that they appreciate it, hold it, and embrace it, and hopefully keep it. Or if they sell it, at least I know that it, they knew. They what, knew what they have, it, what's it, it embodied was, in it them was too. more than just yeah. a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Know? It comes and, with all these. And they'll remember that too, and, like and, the and, way you remember yeah, it. Like my dad had it. Yeah. yeah, sentimental value has hardly paid that. But, yeah, uh, it's priceless. Know, it's priceless, but if motherfucker wants it, he's going to pay yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. a 60G car. Now, motherfucker, no. <laughs> this car right here, yeah, let right, me tell you right. the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want 100K. Uh-huh. What the fuck you mean 100K? <laughs> Trust me, you don't want it? That's how Somebody so many dudes never it. sell their car, bro. That's because they, they never the sell. They're like, you can't, even, you can't even come with a number that, we're gonna, yeah. that I'll sell it for. So you know? it's fun because, you know, at the end of the day, dog, a lot of the aspirations and visions and dreams that I had, I'm able to now 
yeah. complete them. Yeah. You know, and yeah, thanks that's to badass. my heart yeah. and the investment of people and folks mm -hmm. that believed in me, my change, my transformation, mm -hmm. and the fact that I helped so many and that I opened the door for others, yeah. it has allowed me to then be able to fulfill these dreams. And that's know? why I wanted to talk to you, bro, because it's like that. It is like the, the rarity of a story coming out of the, the projects. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah. kind of thrive in your art, thrive in your community you're building cars you're putting cars in your artwork yeah. and that's that's you know you don't see that as often and yeah and another thing is you know a lot of the times you know a lot of people say what is it that gives you fire right and the fire not only comes from my mother's struggles father's struggles but it also comes from the homeboys who have passed away and we lost through this journey i'm not banking and this is the misconception people have well i do it in on behalf of the homie david tito angel and they go and then someone said well you're not to be banking on their death i go no one's banking on their death what you're misunderstanding is that they too had dreams and aspirations and if i i'm lucky one to continue to exist and yeah. live then it's um through their mm -hmm. aspiration yeah. maybe that i'm yeah. gonna fulfill so that i can then say to the world see, see wait yeah even though we the homies this and that look at homies it's a puede, right yeah. we did this Feed shit. Feed and me. we have to do it dog because a lot of the times the homie pass away he, they put him underground and that's one thing that i don't do and here for example in this painting called kick the can you can see here that no matter how much i create and this these people have been killed in 1988 89 90 they died in the decade of violence here i am in 2018 still remember every single one mm -hmm. of them yeah. and that's because in one way or another those homies who have passed away either shaped me saved me impacted me or held me in one form or another mm -hmm. so i can never lose sight of what it is that these homies did at least for me in the mm -hmm. time being so if i can keep their memory of your life so be it and that's what i do and you will see paintings homie and they all have names and these are real names real names you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. and then you will go through my art and you look at the taggings on the wall and there's names of those who passed away mm -hmm. so if i can bring them forth and bring light shit, that's the beauty of the art Bro, where, where can uh, people see your art? FabianDevora.com And I need to update that shit. But yes, it's there. It's working. Uh, but my paintings, I have I stopped publishing in 2014. So I got to start bringing shit back up. But uh, FabianDevora.com um, And Somos La Arte uh, Instagram is Somos underscore La underscore Arte. And there you will see all the initiatives that we carry out out of the community space. And so if you're interested in the arts, if you're interested in just trying to find a different way, a different approach and trying to, you know, they, you know, heal or transform, we have many services here. And if, if I don't have it, I'll find it for you, homie. So come see me, hit me up and reach out. All right. Thank Pass. you, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> all right. That's a long ass one. How long do you do it for?